0: Blog Talk Radio Hello everyone and welcome to Gypsy Blog Radio I'm the Gypsy Poet And this wonderful, beautiful 4th of July weekend This amazing Independence Day We are featuring an individual who is embedding pop culture Americana and taking it to the next level from the Jim Henson Creature Shop Challenge and much, much more. Please welcome the one, the only, and the amazing Russ Adams.
1: Well, how
0: are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. That sounded fantastic. Thank you.
0: <laughs> you are so welcome. It's a it's a it's a joy to have you here.
1: <laughs> I appreciate okay. that.
0: Oh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, tickled I'm slightly
1: one. buzzed, so you'll have to excuse oh. any laughter that might come my, from my end. Oh, it's oh,
0: okay. If a, that's if a, cool.
1: It's a national holiday yeah. for for all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: That it is. That it is. Okay. Well, I got to ask you this because this was very interesting when I lo- when I saw this tidbit. You wrote a book not too long ago called "Surviving Reality." Can you elaborate on this co- on this uh, publication, please?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what was it? In 2013, uh, it was the fall of 2013. We shot a uh, um, uh, a reality television show. And everyone since they've seen the show air has, you know, been talking, oh, I wanted to be on face off or, oh, I wanted to be on the Ensign show and blah, blah, blah. And I felt it was very important to write an expose of what it's actually like behind the scenes. Because I think while people know that there's certain garbage that goes on on a reality show, I don't think to what level they realize that it's actually happening. So I put together this, you know, this pitch, and um i pitched it to a publisher and they greenlit the book that afternoon <laughs> and uh and they gave me 2 months to write it so we ripped out this book mm-hmm. but it's basically um it's a common it's a combination of the the good and the bad from the show but the mm-hmm. bad i think would be would just be it would blow your mind if you realized what was actually going on behind the scenes
0: mm-hmm. right Oh wow! So this, so basically, what you're doing is you, ex, you you expose the reality behind reality. <laughs>
1: exactly, and so no. it's got a dual title. So it's 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 called Surviving Reality, and the subtitle is This is not that show, mm-hmm. and that is a is a barb. It's a kick at my uh, mm-hmm. at the producer. Uh, one of the producers, uh-huh. he was this little British man. And whenever we would ask him a question about the show, it's like, Hey, this is a uh-huh. new show. Is it going to be anything like, like face off? And he had such a chip on his shoulder about face off that his reply would always uh-huh. be, this is not that show. This is not that show. So it's sort of like a double-edged sword. It's a barb at him, but at the same time, it's about what the show's really like, not what people saw in television.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> that is quite a story there. Ooh, I I can only imagine what's in it, uh, especially what's in the book. I I have to get a copy of that. <laughs> okay. So, you you are one of the many applicants for Jim Henson's Creature Shop Challenge. How did it feel to be selected for such an endeavor and how has that changed your life?
1: It was you know, to be honest with you, at first we didn't even know what the who was you know, it wasn't called the Jim Henson Show, uh, the Creature Shop Challenge. It was, it was called the Untitled Creature Show. So it wasn't until we were actually, you know, told you were going to be on the show that we knew what the show was. And that's kind of where it became a little more exciting. Before, you were know, just like, I know sci-fi is backing it. I know you, uh, NBC Universal's backing it. But time, I don't know what kind of ghetto thing I got myself into. You know, so <laughs> we were relieved when we heard it was the Henson's. And that made it a lot more fun as to how it's changed my life, I mean, I got a book deal out of it. I travel the country. I get to, I'm a celebrity guest at comic cons across the country. I have done about 56 comic cons in the last six years and Uh it kind of keeps me busy. So, I mean, for that, it it changed, it definitely changed my exposure and um, Uh kind of gave me a little bit of a podium to speak from, which I didn't have before. And, and anybody who, who actually gets put in the limelight like that suddenly, it, there really should be somebody there telling them what they should and shouldn't say in public because it's a learning experience. And you really you know, we sometimes go you know sound off about things that we shouldn't and I you know, but besides besides that I think I think it was it was great exposure, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. It was. It's.
0: It, it, I got to say that is the most awesome thing that that I've seen so far. I mean, and I, I've been looking all over your page and your website, and you make some absolutely amazing characters. Okay. Um, I, I know you. that you have uh, yes yes, and I know that you have a, a literature degree, a, a, a master's in fact. And um, when I was looking at the characters, one of the things that stood out to me is like the way this guy makes the details on these creatures. I am thinking that he paints pictures with words somehow, and he manifests them with <laughs> hands. That was the, that was the impression I got. Seriously, because your, I your appreciate work is so that. yes, I'm, seriously, your your work is immaculate. I will tell you that and. And thank I you. can see the passion in it. It's fabulous, <laughs> really. It's amazing. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, please check out Russ Adams on Facebook if and when you can. He's got some amazing stuff to present. Um, oh, and of thank course, you. My, I appreciate more. it. Yes. yes, check him out on Instagram. Check him out on, on Facebook and anywhere that social media platforms are have his name, Russ Adams. Absolutely fabulous stuff. Okay, what is the Best uh, about creating new creatures and characters. What do you love best about this? About creating new creatures and new I, characters.
1: It's I. I like doing things that. So I, I, I like doing things once. Like I know I make mm-hmm. a bunch of copies of different characters that I've created, but mm-hmm. um, I like. The, the idea of of putting my own bend to to what what would normally be like a werewolf, for instance, I mean I kind of yeah. play with the uh, the werewolf uh, characters from uh, underworld, but I add a sense of wisdom to the creatures instead of just being raw um, you know demonic you know beasts you know so i I like to add things like you know like that whole wisdom, that inquisitive look in in their face rather than baring teeth when it's not always necessary to still to instill fear in someone, but to do it in a way that just, it's like they're looking through you as opposed to snarling at you. But that's probably the most fun part. You know, it's, it's always fun to create something new. Um, And I've gotten to do that, you know, a bunch and, but it's also terrifying to create something new, especially something out of the ether where there isn't something that has been like that before. And are you going to do it justice? (laughs)
0: Yeah, absolutely. I got you. Yes, I'm I'm understanding of that. Um, what do you want others to take away from the experience you give them with your creations?
1: I just, you know, joy, basically, Mm -hmm. when, like, if it's a creature I put on, um, on the on the screen, like uh, we did this uh, uh, this uh, movie called Hashtag, uh, Screamers, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine cool. produced it and starred in it. His name's Tom Malloy, and Tom was in love with the with the with the with the material that we sent him for the villain of the of the film, and. When I, I actually heard people screaming when they were like, You're, you know, we're in the theater, we're showing this, and, and there's people screaming when my character pops out and stuff. And it was just like, That's, that is the best feeling because it elicited an actual emotion. <laughs> so basically just some kind of warped sense of joy, you know, when, yes. when they see what I've made.
0: Yes, I I agree there. I think – Oh, from one artist to another, I understand completely what you're talking about, because wh- whenever you create something, it's because you want to evoke an emotion. It doesn't matter what yeah. as long as you have as long as you have brought a soul to the universe because that's what I believe that emotion really is if you want to know the truth so i I agree with you a thousand percent there. who or what inspired you to do this kind of work?
1: Oh, I've I've got to start people. People have probably heard this a million times from me, but um, huh? the biggest thing that uh, inspired me was from childhood was uh, an episode of Mister Rogers' Neighborhood when um, oh. he was all about pretend and showing kids that you know this is this is you know, a pretend thing. They went behind the scenes of The Incredible Hulk, uh, starring mm-hmm. Lou Ferrigno, and they yeah. transformed him. Into the Hulk, so kids mm-hmm. could see that mm-hmm. it was fake, I, and I saw that transformation, and I was hooked from that point on. Um, so that's kind of the fun of you know, I, and, and 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 just as a little bit of you know added joy for myself, I do all these Comic Cons, and there's I see Lou all the time. Sometimes he's sitting next <laughs> to me signing autographs. Sometimes he's he's you know across the way. But the fact that the guy who inspired me to be there is is there with me, you know, is Mm-hmm. you know just incredible
0: amazing i that is that is a, that is definitely adding another dimension to who and what you are as, as you have your, you have the individual who inspired you and he and it's like he manifests poof right there you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's, i love that totally that's fabulous yes it's amazing. Um, Outside of your creations, what inspires you?
1: Um, just other artwork. I mean, I like to, you know, I I have a bunch of friends on Facebook. Um, most of them are artists and I've got mm-hmm. them in my newsfeed and I see somebody create something and I'm like, Oh, I would love to do a, you know, I'd love like to do that, but mix it with that. And, you know, uh, and you're just off and running. I think, all artists are basically thieves in one way or another whether it's literature mm-hmm. or you know uh create you know uh sculpting or whatever you know we 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 take ideas from others and build on them and uh yeah. and it, it it's not it's not a competition but there's always this rivalry even in you know in mm-hmm. just just a fun sense of rivalry you know uh, of mm-hmm. us creating things and you know it's
0: uh-huh.
1: that's yeah that's that's about where my
0: inspiration comes from, as other artists. I, t- I love that answer because I um, there is one thing you and I have in common, and I and when I when I was looking you up and looking up what you've what you've accomplished, there is the common the common ground you and I both have is that we enjoy painting pictures with words, and that's something that I I cherish very very deeply within myself. And I would hope that through one of my creations, I would be able to give you an idea later on.
1: Exactly. <clears> throat> yeah, throat> nothing's born in a vacuum. It all builds on.
0: Yeah. You know, that it does. Itself, okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what turned this endeavor into such a passion for you?
1: Um. Uh, you mean just uh, this, this creature design in general?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. um, I got to lie. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It was the girl aspect. Um, Ah. Yeah. Chicks like artists. Um, There was that aspect, (laughs) but mostly (laughs) I had always dreamed about being one of the people who created what you saw on the screen. And while I knew that it may not be as big as like an ET iconic character that I might be able to, to, to work on, Um, Mm -hmm. just the fact that I was able to put something out there, you know, and do something that, you know, so few people do, you know, um, was definitely a driving force.
0: Understood. I like that answer. Was there someone who truly encouraged you to go on the show? If who, who wasn't? If so, who was it?
1: Uh, I think the biggest encouragement I got was a, fr- uh, a friend of mine. He owns a, a special effects supply company in, in North Salt Lake, and he sent me this is actually in the book he sent me this email. It was the only reason why I responded to it was because when Steve sends an email about something, he's pretty serious, he's vetted it completely. And I got to say, the sign up for the Henson Show looked sketchy as hell. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Steve kind of like, all it said was, it it was just this bullet. It was a short little bullet that said, put up or shut up. And it was, you know, give this a shot. Because I was always kind of, you know, uh, talking about, you know, trying out for face off, but I didn't know, you know, if it was a career, if it was a decent career move or or whatever. And uh, I never actually did it. And so I would kind of mouth off about things and Steve's like, you know, put up or shut up, do this. So if I had to have Mm -hmm. some kind of encouragement, it would have been him.
0: Understood. I love that. Um, This next one, I, I had, I had to make a chuckle. I had to make a question that was laughable and fun because that's what the show is about this evening. Pick one person who you'd love to turn into a creature that's made headlines. Oh,
1: you know, there's just, you know what? (laughs) So we're talking about, I can take any person that has been Mm -hmm. in the public eye, say in the last year Mm -hmm. or so, maybe two years, I would probably transform Sarah Sanders into something. I don't know what, but it would be, yeah, I think that would be the
0: one.
1: (laughs) It was a little political, but still, you know,
0: I love that <laughs> I, I, I can only imagine what you're gonna do there, so
1: yeah uh, I think, I think? They, yeah. they just scream like they're like they're like they're desperate to be you know just mm. just immor- immortalized in some kind of creature form, so
0: okay, okay, gotcha okay. Where do you feel is your niche when it comes to making creatures
1: uh i I like to a lot of people don't know this, but I'm actually a colorblind artist. And so
0: mm-hmm. I
1: try to stay within creatures that are of like a, almost like a muddy paint scheme. I try not to play too much with like human flesh tones and things like that. Um, there are subtleties in there that while I'm airbrushing, I'm usually somebody's kind of telling me, Hey, we need a little more green in there, you know, because, and I'm like green, I don't see green in people's faces, but it's there, you know? And um, so I like to stick with um like that uh you know that those those skin types that are more earthy and uh you know a little more visceral so um just because it's basically my comfort zone in that particular area i step out of that on occasion and it is a really stressful uh you know uh you know venture but at the same time it's i i, lo- I love the results when it's done but it is incredibly stressful to not see what other people see you know uh being kind of like having that void of certain colors available to my eyes but
0: wow that's um that's the first time i hear somebody uh, give me this kind of answer and i think this is an amazing answer because um to uh, to be a colorblind artist that is a fascinating way to look at something because yeah, well,
1: yeah you could say that and at the same time you're like mm-hmm. Damn, I'm glad I'm
0: not colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> no the reason why the reason why I say that is because what it does, i I'll, I'll I have to I have to say this. It opens your mind to to really color the world in um in, in a in a way different way, I think. And I and I love yeah. that. And I've seen that in your work too. It's like I like I mentioned before, your work is truly amazing oh, and fabulous. Yes, it is. Yes, absolutely,
1: yes. It is fun to try to try to get those colors right because you have to trust mm-hmm. the people that are around you. I mean, they may work yeah. for me, and I might say, hey, listen, is this color right? And I'm, I'm actually, mm-hmm. they're putting a lot of trust in them that I didn't tick them off earlier in the day, and they're not like, yeah, we'll see, you know, yell at me again. The producer's going to love the fact that you've got an orange werewolf coming to them, you know, or <laughs> something to that effect. <laughs> You gotta really trust the people you work with.
0: Yes, you do, and and knowing you, you probably have a wonderful team behind you. So um, kudos to them for working with you. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yes. Oh. At least,
1: the, yeah, the stress of working with me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, a big one. This this one really means a lot to me because um, this is also this is talking about vibrationally to me. Um, do you have any musical inspiration for your work? It's like is there something that you've listened to before that you've been inspired by? Or this is sort of a subtle question. It's like what kind of music do you listen to while working or without or, or not working on your on your creatures?
1: Rage seems to be a great creative factor for me. So like when I'm writing, mm-hmm. I'm listening to like Eminem. Um, Mm -hmm. but while I'm creating creatures and this is going to sound off, I'm actually listening to, uh, to the news and (laughs) not, not Huey Lewis, even though I love him, I'm actually listening Mm -hmm. to live news broadcasts, you know, on like tune in and, and iTunes and stuff like that. So I can be enraged about what's going on in the country and putting that rage into a creature.
0: (laughs) Yes, (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> that's, that's like thing. Yeah, so I'm an odd duck. I like, and when when there is no news available, I'm listening to you know like '80s music and stuff because that's you know that was my teenage era. So, and I'm also weird. Most people think I live to like acid rock or or something to that effect, and I'm actually more of a pop guy. but... <laughs>
0: Well, either way, I think you are substantial. And um, speaking of '80s music, I, I will say this: I, I will say this about the music of the '80s. It was a very inspiring time, and I think the height of great music was at that point. And I, I just think it somewhat went downhill with a few uh, with a few hills, hills and valleys here and there. You know, very few. Good, yeah. I think that the artists are few and far between, pretty much, or a dime a dozen, as they would say. But um, other than that, the '80s yeah. were definitely a very big pinnacle of successful, wonderful music. And and I think a lot of them are considered uh, great classics even uh, as we speak. Yeah. In your home, I got to ask this in your home growing up was there a parent or relative who loved what you did and said just keep going? Uh, not
1: really. I think all of them were afraid of the fact that I kept talking about you know wanting to. Uh, go on to be a, you know, a special effects artist. And they, and, you know, as a kid, they're kind of like, Oh, that's great. You know, he'll grow out of that. And then, you know, and then suddenly I'm not growing out of that. And like, I had actually gotten a full scholarship to the art Institute of Pittsburgh. um, And I gave it up because my grandfather had finally done the job of scaring me to death you know, starving artist, blah, blah, blah. You need to go into the military. And so Mm. to make the old man happy, I did, you know, and Mm. um, it was either that or becoming uh, an accountant. And I wasn't about to do that for a living. So when I got out of the service, I started, you know, drifting back to special effects. And he's like, no, no, I really think, you need to be an artist. I mean, sorry, you need to be a, an accountant. And, and I was mm. like, you know what? I did my thing, you know, for you, I made you happy, you know, now I'm going to do, I'm going to do something for me, you know? And, and so I started that and it wasn't until I, he watched me on national television that he calls me up and he says, you know, there might be something to this art thing. <laughs> I was like, just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> just go away. You know? <laughs> so. So.
0: Yeah. And. Um, Another this one I love this question because I I think you have a, a variety of creatures all across the board. Is there a figure in any culture that inspires you to create?
1: I I don't know. I I, I mean I'm, I'm I'm always in like I said looking at other people's work will inspire me into creating something. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but basically there isn't one Creature, I, I I think if they, like for werewolves, um, you know I I like the certain look of, of of certain types, and you can actually see the influence, um, of like you know just a werewolf creature, you know like versus the artists in Mexico creating, you know, uh, werewolves. They're they're a little more Batmanish. They've got like long, tall, erect ears, and you know with those of us in the United States, they're a little more swooped back overseas you know they're they're a little more um they they, they just look a lot different, so you can t- kind of tell by looking at each culture you know the the influences but I don't really know if there's one creature you know um in a uh in a culture that would actually have been inspiring it's just all all of the above i guess
0: mhm all right <clears throat> and this one with the circumstances that we're in, do you seek? Uh, what what do you seek as inspiration and where? This is a really significant question, especially with what we're experiencing, and all these um, with with COVID nineteen and all these uh, this quarantine uh, stuff like that. So, I want to know, with this in mind, where do you seek inspiration? Uh, how do you seek? What do you seek? Where do you seek it? And how do you seek it?
1: Um. Somebody will come to me with an idea, and then I have the um, the responsibility of fleshing it out to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Not always. Sometimes somebody will flesh it out and send it to me, and I've got to build what they what they've created. That that's actually the norm. Um, but when I do get mm-hmm. the opportunity to, to to flesh it out myself, the first thing I do is I look to things um, that are uh, you know specific to that particular creature. Like if it's like swamp thing, say, or, or even the root, you know, it's got those, you know, uh, you know, uh, wooden aspects to it. I'll start looking up wood creatures on like Google images and I'll get a collection of those. Maybe I like the eyes of that creature and the nose of that one and the chin of that one. And then I start blending all those things together into in, in clay and mm-hmm. um, show it, you know, show it off and see what, you know, what the, uh, the customer thinks. And then we make changes as we go. So that that's sort of like my always my go-to is the reference material that I'm able to gather online of other artists. And not necessarily use what they've, what they've used, uh, but take one element that I liked and maybe recreate that. And then another element from another artist and mix and match until I get something that screams, you know, maybe literally screams. I don't know. <laughs>
0: That's that's pretty amazing. Well, I just want to give a, a couple of shout outs to some people um, that have been listening in. Thank you to Ms. Catherine Coven Pacino, who's been sharing my program all across uh, her social media platforms. And also, those of you that, that are just tuning in, um, we are talking to Russ Adams, and you can find his material on Escapedesignfx.com. You can also find him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, YouTube. Excellent material. Uh he has some wonderful stuff, even uh, on his Facebook page alone. Feel free to take a look. And you also can listen to GPR on, the, on this direct link on blogtalkradio.com slash Poet. You can also find it on iheart.com. You can find it on Pandora, Spotify, as well as um, Apple Music, and anywhere social media platforms are accessible. You can also look up uh, Russ Adams on any, uh, like I said before, on any social media platform. Again, he is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And please feel free to uh, probably send him a friend request. He's got some amazing material on, on his Facebook page and all other platforms. And please... Those of you uh, who have shared my program, thank you so much for doing so. And of course, I have to say thank you to Mr. Russ Adams yourself. Thank you so much for sharing my cover photo on your Facebook page. Um, I'm glad that you uh, that you love the yes, you love the program as well as um, as well as everything that, um, that that GPR has fulfilled for you. And uh, I cannot wait to have you again. I am eager and anticipating what you're going to do next. You have some wonderful stuff. Oh, and before I forget, please visit his website. On mm-hmm. escapedesignfx.com, and look, uh, and you can look at all of his his wonderful work in, in the portfolio section. There's a store section, projects, team, and classes that you can sign up for on escapedesignfx.com. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Thank you again so much for joining me on GPR. You are truly a both giver and gift to this universe, Mr. Adams. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, of course. And those of you listening in on this wonderful 4th of July weekend, please enjoy the fireworks that are out there. And uh, if, if you missed the show, it's going to be archived within 15 minutes after showtime. And make sure that you can uh, catch it on iHeart.com, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else that podcasts are accessible on any, any and every social media platform. You can also find Gypsy Poet Radio on Instagram, Facebook, as well as LinkedIn and Pinterest. Please check out all the, the social media platforms that I'm on. I'm more than happy to answer any questions. If, it, if anyone has an, any, uh, any questions about any guests whatsoever, you can also find me on Facebook Messenger. I'm always ha- ready and willing to answer any questions that you may have. Thank you so much, Mr. Russ Adams, for joining me on GPR. I hope to have you again very, very soon, and I cannot wait to see what you are going to do next.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Anytime, anytime. All right, this is the Gypsy Poet signing off saying adio for now. But, again, please check out GPR on all the social media platforms, including all podcast platforms that that are live on the Internet within 15 minutes. Thank you all again so much. This is the Gypsy Poet, again, signing off saying adio for now.